Alright, kids, welcome to another exciting episode. Hopefully not another song. I was gonna say hopefully another song doesn't play. And of course it does. Welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red the Pearly Show. Today is the Friday, although it feels like a Monday, at least for me, because of Thanksgiving dinner. Oh yes. Where I got fatter. But anyway, welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red Pill Show. Today's Friday, November 25th, 2022. This show is for entertainment, educational purposes only. Please use at your own risk. Show is copyrighted by me and Freedom Revolution Network. No part of it can be reused or rebroadcasted in, in any way, shape, or form without uh, our written consent. Or you can just ask and finally show is opinionated under no circumstances, circumstances whatsoever should opinions be taken as advice. If you are seeking professional advice, we strongly encourage you to hire a license if required person. In his or her field there, little Tommy. Hey, man. No. It's his name. Broadcasting live from the wonderful state of Colorado. Where it is freaking absolutely gorgeous today. For a day pretty much at the end of November in winter. Just absolutely just all the snow melted. It's got to be 55, if not 60. And the sun is shining. It's just like one more day closer to summer, which is fine with me. And I'm already sick and tired of it getting, a five, getting dark at 5 o'clock with the horseshit time change, daylight savings. For what? Whatever. Okay. So I have a few things to share before I get into this, which this episode is pretty much going to be how I, because that's, again, it's the only thing I can talk about is me because I can't sue myself or bitch myself out. I could bitch myself out, but I mean, um, it's the only thing I can do is share what I have done. Once again, this is not, and I might phrase it well, you need to do this. And it's like, <clears throat> because I'm not that indulge where I always have to use the word I or third person, Tim. Okay. So I got to put a huge, huge, bigger than pretty women, huge disclaimer. I am not giving advice. I am only sharing my experience and my knowledge and my motivation that when I finally decided to start a legitimate legal business back in 1997, which lasted exactly 20 years, this, this keeps coming up probably not only for myself, but other people. I, I, 
the the picking is ripe in what I see. If people just really want to go, you know what? I'm tired of this fucking shit. I don't want to work for anybody else. I want to work for me. Big, huge, huge. It it's like jumping across a chasm. And once you're committed, you're either going to make it or you're not. And if you do make it, there's no turning back. I can't, cannot stress that. And I'm going to say that a lot. I cannot stress that's exactly how it is. One day to taking over the world. <laughs> no, one day closer to taking over the world. Yeah. The only crazy ladies in the chat room here. So hopefully this resonates with people, even um. Even um, right now, it's like, oh, no, I'm fine with my job and I'm stuck and all this other crap that everybody else says self, which is true. I mean, it is. Uh, but there, I don't think anybody ever sets out. I could be wrong. This is me again. But I don't think anybody ever set out to go, well, I'm going to start my business. <clears throat> the new year's coming. <clears throat> so I have a frog in my throat. Sorry. The new year is coming, obviously. And it's like, if I said to me, I'm going to start my own business January 1st, 2023. I don't think, I don't think that is how it happens. I think how it happens is that you're, you're eventually pushed to the edge of a cliff or the boat sinking to the point where it's taken on so much water that's going to be submerged. And you're like, well, you either have to sink or swim, or you have to jump and make it across this chasm or you don't. And, uh, I keep seeing that with people. I just had this conversation right before I got home. And then this morning I'm up in, Wyoming, Cheyenne, and that's just low-lying fruit for the pickings for anybody that has a skilled trade and is at the point that I'm talking about right now to go there and open up your own business because I'm telling you, it's, a, it's there, man. It's just like, come get me. It's insane. There is more of an opportunity than when I saw it for me in 19... 97. I mean, it's fucking just like, you know, take me to better lose me fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, it's really like that. Um, but before I get into all this stuff, so for people that are on Facebook, I do the optical thing. I'm wearing these Bose glasses and um, they play uh, music. And I think I brought this up before. But uh, it's just a little quick review. I love these things. I fucking love them. And when I'm talking on the phone, they must have noise canceling because people can't tell the difference if I'm talking to them in my apartment or driving my truck or my car. So I highly recommend them. Uh, a great tool. And I just thought of something with Black Friday and everything, and it's like it's really easy to go out and buy another TV or another gizmo or whatever. And 
there's two parameters that I have. And one's going to be, if it doesn't save me money, I'm not going to buy it. And if it doesn't make me money or the potential thereof, I'm not going to buy it. So I was asked not that long ago, if you had a choice, would you listen to this? If you had a choice, would you buy a house and you had the money, a car or a computer to increase your wealth and make money? So think about that. Think those are the parameters. It's going to make you more money and increase your wealth. So which one would you buy? A house, a car or a pickup truck or a laptop computer. So riddle me that. Cause let's see, let's see what entrepreneurial thinking that you have. So you probably answered it by now. And here, I'm just going to go through each ones that are not the right answer and explain why. Okay, so the first one that I got fuck sideways on is buying, well, two houses actually, but a house. And some people would go, what? What are you talking about? You know, I'm paying rent, so I'm going to live rent free. And then I'm going to build up equity in the house. And then eventually I'll sell it at a profit. Well, you sign a 30-year mortgage, and a lot of people don't know this, look up an amortization table. In the first 10 years, you're not paying jack shit to the principal of that house. And then some, some people go, well, I'll get a tax deduction. Okay, so your mortgage is 1000 bucks, is 20%. So you get a 20% deduction on average. So, okay. But that's still not going to, what it does is you just signed your mortgage. The definition of it means like debt until you die. I can't remember exactly the definition, but you just signed your death to debt for 30 years paying for mortgage. Well, I could sign a 20 year. I signed a 15 year. It doesn't matter. You need that money to pay that mortgage. Okay. And then one person or all he is would say, well, I got to do that for rent too. Yeah. But you can get out of paying rent. You might be homeless, but you can get out of paying rent. You can't get out of a mortgage. The banks always win. So now you just sealed your fate to your income, to giving it to the bank, to a house, for a house, that you're not going to pay down at least until 10 years on the principal. And you need a job to pay that. So now you're stuck. Okay. You're stuck. Whereas I'm in a month to month lease here, I could say 30 day notice, I'm leaving, let live out of my car or go live with a friend or whatever. And uh, now I have the capital freed up to start a business. Okay. So that's the first thing. So buying a house to increase your net worth and making more money is 
Incorrect. Okay. Trust me. I tr- trust me on that one. Number two, a pickup truck or car. And then you could say, well, yeah, but I need transportation to get uh, at least to my job, which is true. Or if I do start a business, I have to, um, well, if it's not home-based or whatever, and you need to go see your customers, like a service-oriented business, well, I need that vehicle for that so I could make money with my car. Now, that's true. That's true. However, however... You have expenses. You got a car payment, insurance, gas, maintenance, and whatever else pops up just to keep the car for not even doing anything with it. But, well, I'm going to do Uber. Okay, but Uber's not your own business. So, So a car, a vehicle could make you money. But again, just like a house is signed a loan, you got to pay for it. So therefore you need a income to pay for that vehicle. Okay. And God forbid, God forbid it breaks down and all oh, it's going to cost you three grand for transmission. It's like, oh fuck, which happens. So no car is not the right answer. The correct answer is the laptop. Why? Well, you could get a good laptop, especially a Chromebook, for a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. Uh, if you want an Apple uh, Air, or you want you want a MacBook Air, or a, a PowerBook, or MacBook Pro, or whatever they are called now, which I know what they're called, but I just couldn't come to couldn't come into my head. And even if you did finance a $1,000 MacBook Pro, the payment's jack shit, okay? It's not 300, 400, half a mil, 800 grand for a house. It sure as shit ain't $50,000 for a vehicle. And like I said, if you bought a Chromebook, which would be sufficient for most people, you paid 40, threw it on a credit card, and it cost you 30, 40 bucks a month if you financed it. But the potential for income with a laptop is unlimited. This is a perfect example, but believe me, I'm not getting jack shit to do this, but you could start a podcast. You could start an online e-commerce business. Um, the the thing with a computer is it puts you into the world of the internet and for someone to capitalize on the internet there's a couple things you need to do one of which would be to make lives of people easier that's one secret to being successful and starting your own business um number two is information knowledge and of course if you want to put entertainment in there with tiktok i mean people have made a million dollars with stupid tiktok shit Uh, and my point is compare that to a house and compare that to a truck or a car 
You can't do that with either one of those, but you can do it with a computer. It's really limitless. It really is. And you're not strapped to debt and you don't have to have a job or an income to pay for a computer. You're not signing on to years of debt and a lot of money. And if it doesn't work, well, you know, well, I tried it. I paid $200 for the Chromebook, whatever life goes on. So there's, there's that it depends on what you answered in your entrepreneurial abilities and skills. But even if you didn't answer it correctly, it still doesn't really matter. I mean, it does, but it puts you, it's like watching that stupid show shark tank, you know, and nine times out of 10, I agree with them, but there's always that one that I disagree with them on. It's like, what are you nuts? Because you don't, you don't know any better because you haven't had the experience or knowledge in starting, growing, operating. And in my case, failure of a business, you just don't, and you're not going to get it until it happens to you. So that's all I can tell you on that. So if you, if you are toying with the idea now, I didn't do this part. Um, but if I did it again, I would start part-time, but here's the thing. You have to pick something that you're passionate at that it it's such a wild concept that you're going to pay me to play the fucking guitar. You're, you're going to pay me to do a podcast or it might be something that people tell you, like for instance, my ex-wife, she had such talent in doing interior decorating off the fucking charts, but and I told her that I go, you should do this. Well, yeah, but I don't have a degree and this and that. So it's not going to happen. And it's like, you know what? You can talk yourself out of this all day long because none of that matters. If you're hearing this from other people in more than just one or two or 10 or a hundred, you know, you really should do this. That's what happened to me. Although people knew that I was working for my dad and yada, yada, yada. There was a point where they said, you should really start your own business. And my response was, well, I'm going to end up taking over half of my dad's company or whatever. I'm working for my dad. So my fate sealed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't ever believe that one either. Um, but if you're hearing this and hearing it and hearing it, it eventually breaks you down and it starts resonating with you that, you know what? I do want to do this, but I didn't know if it was the right time. That is the right time, but there is no right time. I know I might be talking in riddles. Like I said, I'm going to start my business January 1st, 2023. It's like, pfft. Okay. And I'm going to get married on this date looking in the future. And I'm going to have this kid on this date. And then my second kid on this date, and then I'm going to buy a house on this. It's all bullshit. Now I'm not trying to de detour goal setting. That's different. 
one should always have goals and setting a goals and action plans for each goals and a target date. But I can promise you that it's not, it's not going to happen on, you know, I'm going to do this on this date, or I'm going to obtain this goal on this date. It doesn't work that way, but it's nice to, to have a date because then if you don't obtain that goal by that date, it puts pressure on you. And if you're not a quitter and no matter what, you're just not going to give up and you don't get disappointed. Oh, well, look, you know, I didn't do this by this date. So I'm just a fucking loser and I can't do anything. So just, this is stupid. Well, then this isn't for you because you're going to have so many setbacks, so many challenges in so many situations that there's no clear cut answers to that. If you don't have the tenacity and the confidence and the resilience to keep going until you figure it out, then this isn't for you. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I'm saying all this crap, which is not really crap, but I'm just saying all this stuff because it's mindset, but it's not positive thinking. And it's not all this, you know, I'm just going to do this by this. It's like, no, 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 because it doesn't work that way. It's like an NFL team. Every down are going to get a touchdown. And if they don't, they're, they're going to quit. It's like, no, we got three downs, four actually. Nine times out of 10, they're going to punt on fourth down, but regardless. But it's not like you get four and you're done. You know, if you didn't do what you want to do, then you got to punt the ball and then you get the ball back. It's it's kind of like that analogy. You're going to get a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. You're going to get chances to obtain your goals or IE score, a touchdown. There's really no NFL team in the history of the NFL that has never scored a touchdown. I mean, really? So that that's kind of like how it is. You just, it's like, okay, we didn't do it. We'll do it next time. And if you didn't do it that, then we'll do it next time. And next time, you just, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. If you don't have that, forget it. If you're really easily set back by rejection, uh, you didn't obtain your goal. Like I said, you didn't score a touchdown. You know, a guy didn't ask you out. A girl said, no, fucking whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, you just got to keep going, just keep going. And if you don't have that, the key word for here is passion. If you don't have the passion and rejection and setbacks and illusion of what you're trying to obtain does not motivate you, don't do it. It's like, here we go being married. Oh my God, it's going to be so great. It's going to be like Christmas every day and, and kids are wonderful and a dog's great and never shits on the rug and pisses on the carpet and, and you never get in fights and your kids are always perfect. It's like, really? I can't stress this again. Raising a family is no different than running a business. Your kids are going to do naughty things. They're going to get in trouble. Your spouse is going to piss you off. It, it it all depends on how you handle it, but you're just not going to go, Oh, that's it. I'm done. I'm filing for divorce. We had a fight. 
<laughs> really? Yeah, we gotta we gotta give the kids away because you know Johnny got in trouble at school. Forget it. We're done. Get rid of them. Turn them over to the state. You know the dog shit on a rug. Fuck it. Take him to the pound. What? There is no difference in running a family and running a business as far as that goes. So if you're a quitter, then don't even try this. Okay. You have to be able. Here, here's a really key thing that was really hard for me to learn. You can't win every battle. And that was a big, huge mistake on my part because I wanted to win every battle. Uh, the objective is to win the war. So you're not going to win every battle. If you lost the battle and it's clear cut and dry and there's no resolution other than, okay, well, I lost time to move on. It takes much more of a stronger person to accept defeat than it does to fight for victory. But in a battle, not a war, George Washington got his fucking ass kicked almost every battle he was in until the one that mattered. And he beat the British and became the first president of the United States. I got all kinds of analogies and examples that I can tell you. But if you're a quitter or you um, can't handle the pressure and the stress of this is how we learn in school. Oh my God, Tim, you got five wrong on the test, you know? So you got an A minus, you should have got an A plus, shame on you. No, we learn by our mistakes. And if the education system would go, well, you know what, Tim, you know, you got an A minus, you should have got an A plus. Let's look where you fucked up. Oh, okay. That sounds good to me. Let's see where I made mistakes where I thought I knew the answer, but I didn't. But no, no, you got five. So your GPA is in 4.0. It's 3.5 or fucking whatever. You're not going to get into college, which I could give two flying fucks about because I don't want to go to college. But let's just say somebody does. Your GPA is not acceptable because you made a mistake. Shame on you. You have to be perfect. Huh. Okay, you are going to learn more by your mistakes than by the things that you did right. Promise me, I promise you on that one. It's not what to do, it's what not to do. And the only way you learn by what not to do is by making a mistake. This is shit right out of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Read that book. Actually, and I just had this conversation again with a woman because guys don't want to listen. Oh, fucking on. It's always the fucking who's got the bigger dick thing. You know, it's not an alpha male thing, but whatever. I'm a guy. I got to deal with them. You ladies got to deal with them. But women are much more open to suggestive stuff. And when I see a talent or abilities in, I don't care who they are. It's been Hooters girls. It's been friends. It's been relatives. And now this was a bartender. Cause I had some lunch before I came home and we were talking and something happened and she shared it with me about work. And I'm like, you know what? Don't let it bother you. Let it motivate you. She has three jobs, a boyfriend, 
And I said, you know what? I, I said, you would make a great business owner. And I go, you know why? And she goes, why? I said, because you don't give up. So don't let these setbacks deter you. Let them motivate you. That's what happened to me. I was working for my dad and I was promoted to service supervisor. And uh, I just got to get this shit out here because I'm tired of hearing the bullshit, the, the, the false narrative and uh, the lies, to be perfectly honest. So I was responsible for creating an inventory system, fixing warranty parts, and maintaining an inventory system. And I created it. And I used that in my own business to a T for 20 years. It worked phenomenally. Okay. So my job, which I was delegated to do, was make sure that my guys, our service techs, have the right parts in their truck. Well, I ordered a bunch of refrigerant, and my dad's partner saw the order and confronted me, not very nicely, and said, hey, we can't do that. You know, we got enough money, so we can't, you know, we, we got to hold off for a couple of weeks till we get some money in. I go, oh, okay. So two weeks go by. I put the order in again. My dad's partner gets the bill, I guess, and then calls me and yells at me. Literally verbatim, who the fuck do you think you are? I told you, blankety blank, here's the alpha bigger dick fucking asshole boss. Oh, I told you, right, I am the king and therefore you shall be beheaded because you betrayed, not betrayed, you, you did not listen to me. Yes, I did. He said, wait a couple weeks, let some money come in, and then you can buy the refrigerant. And I did. Shortly thereafter, I gave him my resignation. Then I worked for another company for six months. In one of the uh, potential situations would be, because everybody knew who I was. And I don't want to sound like I was a popular hot bitch or something, but it's like, you know, everybody knew who I was in my industry and in my home state. And one of the potential opportunities would be to be a supervisor because I didn't take a lateral move. I took a step down to be a service technician at this company who was a competitor of my dad's, but who isn't in the industry. And, uh, they said, yeah, you, you'll be, um, considered for the position of service supervisor. Okay. Wow. Holy shit. So it's kind of like how you women get catty and then the prettiest girl of the group, some new girl comes into the group and she's prettier than you. And it's like, instead of welcoming her and letting her in, you're all threatened by her and she's a fucking bitch because she just might get your boyfriend. But if she gets your boyfriend, fuck her. She's a horrible friend. And the guy you're dating, you don't want nothing to do with him. She's gonna, if he's going to fuck your best friend or your fr one of your new friends, right? But any, any case, so I'm in this company and I got approached by a lot of service technicians. And here's the thing. Nobody wanted the job of service supervisor, but they didn't want me to have it. 
So it'd be kind of like an analogy. Again, this pretty girl comes in, you broke up with your boyfriend. Who's now your ex-boyfriend, but now this new prettier girl is getting really chummy with your ex-boyfriend. Well, I don't know any woman on the planet that really wouldn't be bothered by that. Unless the guy was a total douchebag. You'd be like, Oh no, bitch. Uh, uh, you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. You're not touching my man. I don't give a shit. You get, you all think fucking crazy as it is anyway. Sorry. So do guys, but it's the same thing. It's like, you can't have that, but I don't want it, but you fucking sure ain't getting it. It's like, what? So <laughs> after six months of that and, um, the position ever came into, came to my opportunity. Um, and they found out I wanted to start my own business, but I was not going after the customers. They fired me two weeks before Christmas. Now this is what, this is where I said your date to start your company. You throw it out the fucking window. I mean, something like this is going to happen to you. So two weeks before Christmas in 1997, I lost my job. I was fired. Two kids to feed a wife that didn't work. I, when I got married and I had my kids, nobody's going to watch my kids because I don't trust anybody. And if somebody molested my kids, I don't even want to go there. Okay. Put it this way. I'd be talking from a prison cell right now. So she stayed at home and raised our kids, but all that now I don't have an income. So that was my, um, you know, I kind of broke down in front of my wife and who is my best friend and my, you know, my partner, you know, and I'm like in life soon to be in business at that time. And I'm like, I can't do this no more. And I've heard this from other people. I can't do this anymore. Whatever that reason is, is your reason, but I just can't do this anymore. Whatever that means, it doesn't mean you can't do the job that you've been doing, but not do it for yourself, but you just know if you're going to quit or get fired and go somewhere else, it's just going to be the same fucking rigmarole and the same shit and this and that, because the longer you do something, the more knowledgeable you become. And then it comes to the point where, why don't I just do this for myself? And that's, well, that's where I was. So, um, not having a pot to piss in, I had a paper gain. We had a paper gain on our house of about, I don't know, $13,000 and, um, ended up refinancing our house and cash equity out. These are decisions you're going to have to make. If you're, if you've been saving capital to start a company, God bless you. I mean, you're going to need it. My guesstimation now in today's dollars, I, I wouldn't even think about it unless you got 20 grand put away. But in this case, in 1997, it turned out to be like a whopping $13,000. In our 30-year mortgage on our house in South Elgin, our first house, family house, two young kids, whatever, I was 33 years old. My wife was probably 30. 
She three she was three years younger than me. And we refinanced her house from a 30 year fixed 7% to a 30 year fixed 14%. Our interest rate doubled, which sounds totally fucking insane. But when you finally get pushed to the edge of that cliff or thrown off the ship, you're going to find out what you're made of, but it's going to take to that point to finally make you start your own business. And quite honestly, I think when it goes to that edge of the cliff or the ship sinking, it's a lot easier to not look back and go, uh-oh. There's two things I tell people, and they've asked me, should I get married? <laughs> I'm like, okay, if you're asking, then the answer is no. Because like, well, I don't want to end up divorced. Well, yeah, no shit. Trust me, you don't. Same thing with starting a business. Should I start a business because I don't want to fail? Then no. Because if you're asking that question, you're not ready. Because you already have it in your mind that you may fail. And that is not an option. No matter what, you cannot give up. No matter what. If you get married, I'm not getting divorced. Or it has to be something very, very damaging to the marriage and the relationship like betrayal and go, I can't do this no more, but it can't be an option to quit in either situation. If there's no other recourse, then that is what has to be done. And Abraham Lincoln said this, when I was going through this crap, he would say to people, I don't care about your failures. I am concerned that you're content with your failures. And that just totally changed it for me. There's some things you can't stop when there's so much momentum. You can't stop a divorce. You can't stop from a business failing, but you got to go all the way. That's all I can tell you. And it's something both instances is something I do not want on my worst enemy. Going through a divorce <laughs> and losing your business that you busted your fucking ass for and your family that you provided for is something that I don't want to see happen to anybody. But it may happen because that's the risk that you take. But you can't have the mindset well, you know, half the people get divorced and 90% of businesses don't make it. So Oh, usually you have your first heart attack by the time you're 60. Okay. Or you lose your looks when you're 30. Okay. And I and you can't do that. <laughs> oh God, I love hearing that. Okay. Watch me. So you just can't give up. And if it's finally losing the war, not the battle, 
i.e. the marriage is gone, divorce, i.e. the business is gone, dissolved. Mm, you know what? Then you just got to pick up the pieces and you have to learn. Don't look at what you lost. Look at what you gained. There's, there's things to be gained in failure and divorce. I know you can't see it and it just doesn't make any sense, but it's true. Because you learned what not to do. For instance, my divorce without a reasonable doubt was letting family work with me in our business. First, it was just my wife and I, which would have been fine till eternity. Then I let my son-in-law in and then my daughter in, then my son in. And before you know it, it's like the fucking Jerry Springer show. And then towards the end, all of them except my son were doing a mutiny and they tried to get my son to join, which he wouldn't, to ultimately discredit and destroy me, which destroyed the business. Now, I know that sounds like... Oh, my family would never, I, I'm telling you, man, I'm fucking swear to God. Yeah. And I would say the same motherfucking thing. I would I'd like, fuck you. That's my family. That's my, do you know how much my wife and I went through together to get to this point? She would never do that. Or my husband, he would never do that. I'm telling you, I am fucking telling you if it can happen to me, it can I pray to God it don't. It can happen to you. So here's this thing before I get into how to do this. If you're not capable of losing it all, and I mean all, not just the business, your family, your possessions, everything you worked your entire life for, if you are not prepared to lose it, and accept it, not be content. I mean, to a point, Abraham Lincoln, in the end, that you're content with it, it takes time. It takes a lot of time to heal from that. Years. I'm going on seven years, and you know, I'll be honest, I don't think I'm fully healed from it yet, but I'd say I'm 90-something 90, 90 percent, enough to do it again. But if you cannot handle losing everything, your house, your pets, your cars, your wife, your kids, your grandkids, your mom, your dad, every single thing that is close and near to dear to your heart. If you cannot handle that and say to yourself, I accept that I might lose everything. And I mean, everything, then don't do it. Because you will destroy yourself. I came very, and I would never hurt myself, but I'm just saying, I, I was ready to throw in the towel. I was like, what the fuck is all this for, man? I just wasted 30, 40 years of my fucking life. For what? To get into a hole I can never get out of and file bankruptcy at the age of 50, what am I at, 58, 54 and a half? which was never even a thought into my head. 
but that's something that may happen. And there's things that you can do to avoid them. Not a hundred percent because everybody's different, but like I said, would, would that happen to me again? No, absolutely not. Because I know the mistakes I made because I looked at it this way. If, if you're looking for people that you can trust to be in business with you or work for you, who, who would be better than family? Fuck. So, sorry. You know? You know, it, it's like you have a dog forever and you give him a bone and you go, well, fuck, I've had this dog for 15 fucking years since a puppy. He'll never bite me. And instead of taking a bone, he fucking bites your hand off. It's like, whoa, dude. What? Why did you bite me? Right on roll. It's roll. It, it's like that. It's like, it's not even... Not even a little bit of a thought in the back of your head. It's like, no, no fucking way. Well, that was my mistake by hiring family. And it would never happen again. So uh, what a price to pay, but uh, what a lesson to learn. So that that's all that stuff. And I'm probably, you know, that's why 90% of businesses fail because the person I talked to today, she goes, I wouldn't even know how to start. And I go, you know what? I go, I'm going to do a podcast on this because this keeps coming up, not only with me, with other people, and, and they're just afraid because they don't know what to do. And I told her, because she's in her 30s, and I go, I was 33 when I started my business, and I didn't know shit. I was going to management school at Elgin Community College. You know, I wasn't going to Harvard or uh, Ivy League school or uh, whatever school Trump went to. It's eluding me right now um, to get it to get a, a master MBA or uh, associates or bachelor's degree in business. I was busting my ass during the day and I went to a community college at night in Elgin. Equivalency to that for people that don't know what that means. Well, just pick one of your like favorite shithole towns or cities and there's a college there. That's pretty much what it was. It still is. No, no offense to them. I was on the alumni board and the HVAC advisory board. I'm not being disrespectful, although it sounds like it. I'm trying to make a point that I didn't know anything. I knew some things. Because of my experience working for my dad and get promoted to service supervisor after 15 fucking years and uh, 10 years straight. And um, my management education did help me quite a bit at night. Um, and then I was thrown to the wolves. I was pushed off the ship, shoved off the cliff. And it was time to make a decision. So this part of this podcast is going to be from, okay, so you made the decision. There's no turning back. There's no going to the altar and getting butterflies or passing out or running away. You're going to, your ass is going to be fucking married until the day you die. And in both instances, 
spending your life and bonding with another person for the rest of your life is, is magical. I didn't make it my whole life, but 27 years, the same thing with your business, you're going to be married to your business and it is not going to fail. Failure is not an option. Divorce is not an option, but you're tired of what you're doing and you can't do it anymore. And you got people telling you, you should do this. Okay. So if you're there, which is going to be one out of probably one out of 10 a year, one out of a hundred of you after me just saying all that stuff, but that's the honest to God's truth. This is no fucking picnic, man. You're going to work harder than you ever worked in your life. You're not going to get a day off. You're not going to get a vacation. You're not going to be able to blame. Oh, well that guy did it or she did it. She's a bitch. I'm going to tell the boss. There's none of that. It's your ass. There's no deflection because you know why? Cause it's you. You're the only employee. I would, I just said this to my boss the other day. I wish people would start their own company to get a perspective of what it is to be a business owner and an employer. So God forbid, if you end up being an employee again, you have a very different perspective. You have no idea what you're getting into. So all I can tell you is nothing ventured, nothing gained. And what you will learn, nobody can take from you. And I would do it again. And I just may. So if you want to do this, now you're going to have to, first of all, you got to pick what you're going to do it in. Second of all, you have to decide if it's going to be part-time or full-time. That's your decision. There's nothing I could do about that. You better have at least this depend. You're going to learn your money management skills. Like you would not believe because you're not going to have a choice. I would have at least $20,000, 20 to 25 in capital. Okay. Which is your personal money you saved. But once you and verify this with a CPA and an accountant, again, this is not tax advice. This is not anything of the kind. This is what I did and what I know by doing it. Okay. So if you take 20 grand and you open up a business and I'm talking a legitimate business, okay, you have different options. You can do it as a sole proprietor, which just means that you started a business and your tax ID number is your social security, social security number. So any money that you bring in is going to be taxed through your personal taxes. The problem with that is, is that you're going to be liable if you fuck up. You're, you're going to get lessons in accountability you'd never dreamed of. There's no escape in this crap. Something happens and it's your business and you're not structured correctly and you're a sole proprietor, you're going to be sued personally. End of story. No option. But if you incorporate, whether you become an LLC, an S Corp, or a C Corp, then you're not liable. It's the corporation entity. When, when you incorporate, the corporation is its own entity. Remember that. It's like having a kid, a baby. 
that never evolves, at least intelligence wise. It ages, but it doesn't. It only knows the knowledge and experience that you pass on to it. That's all I can tell you. But it it can't even make its way out of a wet paper bag. It does what you do to it. I can't stress that. It don't make the decisions. The decisions that you make is what alter, destroy, or make your business grow. It's all, it's a, it's a mirror. It's a reflection of you. Okay. So if you're going to be a piece of shit, deceptive, fraudulent, greedy asshole business owner, then guess what? That's your company. And you might want to think naming it that because that's what it's going to become. That entity is going to become what you do to it. So be very careful. But you can do an LLC, a C Corp, or an S Corp. Now, LLCs, I don't know anything about because I didn't incorporate that way. Um, C Corps, I know something about. But the only thing I can comment on is an S Corp. And that was suggested to me by my CPA because you're allegedly not double taxed like you are on a C Corp, or even for that matter, an LLC. Now, that could or could not be true. But I know it's true with the C Corp. You'll be paying double taxes somehow corporate taxes if you're a c corp you'll be paying more taxes being a c corp than you are an s corp okay and here's the thing i didn't say so when you incorporate and you get your ein number which i'll explain in your banking account checking business don't run your business through your fucking personal checking account don't if there is one thing that you get out of this Keep the right books and don't mix your personal and company finances ever, period. Oh, I'm just going to do it this one time. Don't do it. There's something called piercing the corporate veil. And if you spend money personally on yourself at a company expense, you could be then liable for corporate things that happen to the corporation because you pierce that veil by paying personal stuff. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. So if you, if you become a C corp or an LLC or a sole proprietor, not a sole proprietor, sorry, a uh, S corp, they both start with us and you're starting your business. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. This is just to get incorporated, okay? There's so many, God, there's so many things. I could see why people are intimidated by this. But what you have to do, first of all, find a good accountant. Find a good CPA, okay? Then you have to incorporate. Your CPA can help you do that with all the legal mumbo jumbo and everything. You can do it on LegalZoom. I didn't do it that way. Uh, I had my accountant help me and do it. It's really not a big deal, at least in the state of Illinois. Go to irs.gov and get your EIN number. That's no more than, don't let this, these terms like, oh my God, what's that? Oh shit. That's your business's social security number. That's all it is. Your EIN number is nothing more than your business's social security number. That's how they track your taxes and stuff. It's the same, same fucking thing. So get incorporated with the state that you're in. And then here's, here's the thing too. You better be careful with licensing and all this other crap. 
And if you're going to sell things besides a service, like, um, well, services and goods. So if you're going to sell widgets or sell anything, you better get a, a, a tax resale number too, because now you're going to have to pay not only sales tax to the state, the way that all these assholes are being, then you're going to have a county tax and a municipality, a municipality tax, and then a tax tax on another tax. And the one thing you don't want to get caught in and not even caught, but I mean, in the situation is not paying your taxes for whatever reason. So if you're going to sell stuff, make sure you get a resale tax number too. Check your licensing. If you need a license, get it. If you don't, then you don't. It's simple as that. You got to do your homework on that stuff. Um, eventually I would have a corporate attorney on retainer. I, by the grace of God, never needed one until I took a former employee to court, uh, for violating a non-compete agreement that didn't hold water in the state of Illinois. Whole nother, whole, whole nother story. Um, if I could do it again, I would definitely, as time goes on and the company gets bigger, definitely having your arsenal, a corporate attorney within a drop of a hat. Not that you're going to need it, but think of it like insurance. It's there if you need it. That's all I can tell you. Because it's a weird fucking world, man. Money does such weird things to people. I can't even tell you. So incorporate, have your CPA help you do all that. See if you have a license, get all those ducks in a row, then you're good. Then go to the irs.gov or your CPA can do this for you, or you can do it. It's just a simple filling out the form. What's your corporation's name? Blah, 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 blah. What's your EIN number? What's your address? All this crap. And then the government, the IRS will send you an EIN number. Good. Very good. It's not that difficult. Trust me. So you get that shit. You could do this in a week or two at the most. So now you got all that. Oh, great. This is great. Now you got to go get a bank account, get a corporate bank account. Then find a business checking bank. Not all of them have business checking accounts. And they're going to ask for your EIN number and all your information and the address of the business and all this crap positions, what your position is. Oh, 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 oh. So when you incorporate, you're going to get a shareholders document and who the uh, officers of the company are. Now, if it's just you, then it's just you and you get 100% of the shares. The shares are usually valued at, I think, a dollar initially with a thousand shares issued. So my company is worth a thousand bucks and yours probably would be too. Um, because that, that's just the way they do it. I don't know. They're like, whatever. Um, and then of course, as time goes on and get an actuary or somebody's like, well, what do you think my company's worth? And then of course the stock goes up, but if it's just you, then you're hundred percent shareholder. Now, when I started my business, my wife was my partner and I just filled it out 50% her 50% me for a couple of reasons. Number one, that's, that's the reality of it. She was my partner. And number two, this is going to be where I'm contradictory a little bit, that if I ever decide, God forbid I ever decide I got divorced, I'm not going to fight her over the company because she's going to get half of it anyway. 
just by formally family court law, divorce laws, 50, 50. So I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to fight her. I wouldn't fight her, but it's like, she's half owner. I'm half owner. Why pay somebody to fight something that's rightfully half of theirs? So yeah, so she's 50 and I'm 50. Now there could be some discussion and recommendations by people. Well, you better have 51% and the other person has 49. And why is that? Because you're, you're have, you have the majority of the sales of the count, not the sales, the majority of the, uh, there's so much crap. Oh my God. <laughs> you're 51% owner. So if there's something that comes up and a decision needs to be made, you win because you own the most shares of the company. The person that owns 49% can't say jack shit. Unless there's a board of directors and this and that, but even then, you know, that's going beyond my realm, but even then, good luck. Uh, but we made, we made a verbal agreement that um, if we disagreed on something, and it didn't happen towards the end because other people were meddling in our business, um, we would go to arbitration, and it never happened. Um. But by the time she wanted a divorce and I signed it and I bought her out of the business and she did very well, by the way, um, it was done. And I, and then I got a hundred percent of the shares of a company that was doomed. <laughs> so one of which leaving me almost $60,000 in back pay payroll taxes that I had no idea was there and yada, yada, yada. And I'm getting way ahead of this here. So whatever you have to be careful who you trust. But like I said, if you can't trust your spouse, who can you trust? And that answer is nobody. <laughs> so anyway, when you get the shareholder form, it's up to you and what you put on it and who's officers of the company. So, cause there'll be shareholders. So all I'm going to say is be very careful in that one, it could be somebody that loaned you the money. It's like, where are you going to put me as a shareholder until you pay me my money back? But you better be careful with that because if you give them the power to override you or fight you, um, you're just asking for problems that you have no idea <laughs> what you're getting into. So I would, I would make sure at the risk of sounding like a narcissist and an asshole because it's your ass. When this is all over, you know whose ass is on the line? Yours yours so the more proactive you are without being paranoid the better off you're going to be so if i if it was me again i'd make damn sure i had all the shares or at least 50 percent of it depending on the situation in this particular case if i did it again i'd be 100 percent shareholder but if things go to hell in a handbasket the officers of the company are responsible for taxes that the company did not make and you're not getting out of them. So remember that. So you better be careful who's running your books and doing your stuff because in the end, it isn't going to matter. Well, that guy ripped me off or my wife ripped me off or my husband or my boyfriend. It, it tough shit. The government doesn't fucking care about who did what your name 
is on as officer of the company, unless you sell the company in a divorce or whatever, whoever is officers of that company has to pay the tax liabilities. You're not getting out of them. Be very fucking careful in who you do business with. That's all I'm going to tell you. Okay. So you get your, uh, you get incorporated, you fill out your fucking shareholder form, uh, you get your EIN number, and you're ready to go. Uh, whether you work out of your house, which I did, I mean, a lot of people, the twenty twenty five thousand dollar capital, oh, that's the thing. So you take the twenty grand you saved personally, and now you deposit it into the company account. So now you don't have twenty grand anymore. <laughs> but the company does. It's not your money anymore. So remember that. It's like, oh, if this don't work out, I'll just take the money back. No, because now you're going to get taxed on that as income. Well, no, not really. It's officer's loan payback. So, but you, you can't have the mentality. Once that money is gone out of your personal account into your company account, it's gone. Just have that in your head. It's not your money anymore. But the nice thing about this, there's two nice things. So if you file as an S-Corp and it's called officer's loan payback, I don't know the tax line, that's your CPA. So you can start paying yourself back weekly like a paycheck bypassing payroll because the company's paying you back the money you loan to it. So you're not going to pay taxes on an income because it was your fucking money. So it's really not your money, but it is your money. This is so fucked up. It's really not your money, but it is your money, but it's the company's money. But you can take out the amount that you want. Let's say you're going to pay yourself a thousand bucks a week. You got 20 weeks of quote unquote payroll coming to you, but it bypasses payroll. So you're not going to pay a dime in taxes until that's paid off. So you got 20 weeks at a thousand bucks a week. So you're good there. Another nice thing about an S corp is you can take something called a, a owner's draw, which is equity in the company, but the company has to be profitable. So what that means is this, if you're an S corp, I don't know about an LLC. I know sure as hell you can't do this with a C corp. It's called owner's equity. Owners draw. So again, write yourself a check for a thousand bucks, write to you, bypasses payroll. But here's the catch you're going to owe state income tax and federal income tax on that. So let's say your adjusted gross tax, personal income tax rates 20%. So if it's a thousand, you're going to owe the federal government 200 bucks and you're going to own the state 5%, which is what, 50 bucks? But here's the thing. Most people don't put money away to pay their taxes and they just take a draw and they spend it. And that's where they get in trouble. Uh, be careful. It's a really nice thing, but it's very easy to abuse. You have to have a lot of financial discipline to do that. That's where a lot of people get in trouble. And if things go shitty, it's like, oh, look, you took all these draws and didn't save any money. Well, yeah, asshole, because I went through a fucking divorce to clean my clock, but whatever. And I had employees stealing my business, whatever. Or a son-in-law that wanted to go in business with my ex-partner, wife, whatever. They don't care. They don't fucking care. 
If you take a draw and it goes to shit, you still owe the taxes with penalties and interest. We don't even want to go there. Don't be late on payroll taxes. There was another. When I got, when I got handed the company, unbeknownst to me, the dollar amount was 50-some thousand dollars in payroll taxes that I owed. Which if I would have known would have came off the value of the company. But there, there you go again. Live and learn by experiencing it. Because I took it as face value, and that was just another jab to to get back at me for something I didn't do, which we're not going to get into that. Um, yeah, it's just all fucking all games, and I'm glad I can laugh at it now because I could not laugh at this before. It, it's who can laugh at their total destruction? Um, and there will be a happy ending here, and this is not a massage parlor, but I'm just going to let you know. But for me to look back and kind of laugh at this now it, it is is nothing short of a miracle. Um, and it's quite honestly why I have a big problem, or I did have a big problem trusting people. Because my amygdala gland, which I'm learning about, associated um, doing business and being married and... Women are nothing but destructive paths. <laughs> so thank you very much, um, which is not true, but that's what my amygdala gland was telling me, which is all your source of anxiety, but this is a whole nother, whole nother show. <laughs> so here we go. Okay, so you incorporated, you got your bank account, EIN number. Now, here, here is probably one of the most, and I'll probably say this a thousand times about different things. This is really important. Your financial bookkeeping software. I am not an accountant. I'm not a CPA. I'm not an attorney, a tax advisor, I ain't any of that shit. But what I'm going to tell you is this. You don't keep the right books, and what I used was QuickBooks Pro. And QuickBooks Enterprise because I outgrew Pro and had to go to Enterprise. Now, and I'm looking into this, it appears that they're getting rid of the um, program itself and you got to do QuickBooks online. Now, I can't comment on that, but I, I have looked at it. Um, so I can't recommend it or not recommend it because uh, I have no experience using it. Um, but I would like to think that since it's QuickBooks, that it's okay. Um, anything else I can't, I can't comment on or anything because I didn't use it. But it's a phenomenal program. Phenomenal. The best. And trust me, I looked at all of them. So uh, QuickBooks are uh, QuickBooks online, I guess. I'm making this perfectly clear. I can't comment on it because I didn't use it. But it appears to be all this horseshit with the cloud and all this other crap in networking. Um, it appears that QuickBooks Online is going to be the future of QuickBooks financial business software. So that's all I can tell you. Regardless, make sure that you use it and use it correctly. Because there's tax lines. When you get into expenses, oh, here's a big myth. I This drives me crazy when I hear this. Oh, well, it's a business expense, so it's a tax deduction. That is not true. 
But it is true. It's like, what, you talking out of your ass again? No, it's true, but it's not true. And here, here is what that means. Because to an employee or a non-business owner or per- person that never ran their business, here's what that means. Is it true? No, but yes, because here's why. So it's really nothing more than a balance sheet. Okay, you got your expenses and you got your income, okay? So your income is all your sales and all the money coming in and money coming in, money coming coming in, coming in. And your expenses are money going out, going out, going out. So whatever the difference is from income to expenses is your net worth or slash profit. It's This is more of a profit and loss sheet, not really a balance sheet. Balance sheet is more like a net worth. So let's just, I'll correct myself. It's a profit and loss statement, okay? It's been a while, sorry. Which you should be keeping an eye on a lot. So I'm going to tell you. So uh, profit and loss is money that you make and loss is money that you spent pretty much. And the net of that is the profit, okay? So the higher the profit in being an S corp, pay attention to this. Hopefully I explain it right. Take your profit, take your loss and the number better be in the positive or black. That is your profit. You are going to be taxed at a corporate rate, depending on your state and the federal government. You're going to be taxed on that number. Okay. Being an S corp, that's going to run through your 1040 personal return. So whatever your tax rate is personally, you're going to pay that in taxes channeled through your personal income. Okay. I hope that makes sense. So here's the thing. So let's say just easy numbers for the year, which is really low, but just again, for numbers sake. So at the end of the year, you pull a P&L, you got to close your books. Your profit is a hundred grand. Your expenses is 80 grand. Now here lies in the, well, it's, it's a write-off because it's a business. Okay. Profit and loss, loss is expenses. So money that you spend, spend, with the company and I'm saying it on purpose. I'm not starting spend, spend the money that you spend is not a write-off. It lowers your profit. So let's say, okay, our profit was a hundred grand. And in this one example, our loss was 80 grand with a net of 20. Okay. But well, you know what? It's coming to the end of the year. Let's spend some more money. So we don't get taxed on 20 grand. Because 100 minus 80 is 20. Okay, we got 100 grand and our losses are $90,000. So you're going to spend 10 grand. Or you're going to get taxed on 10 grand. Sorry, it's confusing as fuck. I, I hope I'm being clear about it. Profit's 100. And then instead of being 80 in your expenses, you spend more money through the year or last couple months to get that 80 to 90 to turn your profit into 10 grand instead of 20 grand. Therefore you're paying less taxes. 
businesses, money spent in a business is not a write-off. Oh, you just go buy this, it's a write-off. That's not true. It lowers your profit. Therefore, you pay less taxes on your profit. Capiche? Comprende? So when somebody says it, oh, just go spend money, it's a tax deduction. It's like, not really. <laughs> yes, but it reduces your taxes, but it's not a tax deduction. So anyway, I, I hear that, and it drives me fucking nuts when I hear that. Uh, so uh, again, consult with the CPA accountant, tax attorney, and I'm referring to S-Corps, okay? C-Corps, I don't know. I can't comment. LLCs, I can't whatever this is all based on my experience on an escort so uh that's all i can share so you're going to open your business everything's legal everything's legit um you're gonna have to eventually do payroll which are 940s and 941s uh you should have your accountant help you with that quickbooks has a payroll option it's pretty easy. That's all I can tell you. The only difference is it might be even electronic now, which I'm, it probably is. Because before my wife had to do 940s and 941s, once quarterly and once weekly, depending on, I think it was over $10,000 you had to pay in payroll to people. You had to do it weekly. And then the 941s, I think, were quarterly. They could be flipped. But then you would take the payments and figure them out with your accountant and QuickBooks would help and verify it by your CPA. And then you go to the bank and pay them and the government would get their money. It's probably all electronic now. So I don't know. I would have to assume it is because my head's been out of this for five or six years. Um, but I, what I would do and what I did. So here's what I did to, to make $13,000 last 90 days. I would only take my owner's payback, uh, loan officer loan payback, just enough money to make personally and leave the capital in the business. Then I would throw all my um, durable goods, whatever that would be. You know, oh, the kids need clothes and you need food and all that kind of shit. I would do that and charge it on my personal credit card, Okay. Here's the problem. You are digging yourself a hole that you may never get out of because you're still going to owe that unless you file bankruptcy, which have fun with that one. So as more time goes by and your capital is dwindling and your credit card, personal credit cards are increasing, it keeps getting darker and darker and darker. It got so dark for us that 90 days was approaching and there was a whopping $100 in the checking account of the company. Personals are relevant because like I said, I just took out what I needed to pay bills and threw all our groceries and whatever else I could on my credit cards, which were getting maxed out. Personal checking account got down to a hundred bucks. And I'm like, I think we're done. I didn't say we were done. I said, like, I just don't. I mean, really? 
<laughs> it is what it is, man. You, see, you know, you just can't ignore it. All of the sudden, this is why you can never give up hope. All of the sudden, the word got out, grace of God, whatever you want to call it, I don't give a flying fuck. My phone would not stop ringing. Ding-a-ling. Hey, Tim, I heard you start your own business. You know, this is so-and-so and so-and-so and so. One thing I would not do is take my dad's customers, and I didn't, except for one, because he wouldn't take no for an answer. And my dad, I go, you're going to have to talk to my dad. If he says yes, I'll do business with you. And he talked to my dad, and he owned two bronze chickens, you know, big fucking deal. And uh, my dad didn't give a shit. He goes, no, if you want to use Tim, use Tim. So I had, even with people like, you know, no, if you're using temperature engineering, I'm I'm not, I'm going to do this the right way. Even though I only had a hundred bucks in, in my account. That's honest to God's truth. So I was turning down work and money to feed my fucking family and lose everything. But I, but I did. It's called morals, business ethics, something that is not really, uh, <laughs> at least in my experience, um, predominant. Uh, anything will do. Anybody will do anything for a buck, including selling their fucking mother. Uh, it's just whatever. So I, it got down to a hundred bucks, and the phone would not stop ringing, and it wouldn't stop ringing, and it wouldn't stop ringing. I was working 12 hours a day, seven days a week for two years because I had to create 40 hours a week for me and another 40 hours for an employee. So I had to work 80 hours a week until I built enough equity and had enough work to hire my first employee. Like I said, you're going to bust your fucking ass unless you got a lot of money sitting in there as capital and be very, very careful with that. Don't run through it. Pretend like it's the last money you're ever going to see because it just may be. Overhead of a business is is toxic. And I'm not a bean counter, as like, but it's just like personal expenses. The more you got going out and barely enough to come in to pay for your bills, you're going to be in trouble because if something happens to your income, you're fucked. There's no difference. Accounting's accounting. Don't live beyond your means running a company or personally. So it got to the point that it was called negative cash flow, which means there was more money being spent going out of the company than coming coming in on paper, or at least physically. Okay. On paper, it was different. Our accounts receivable went through the roof, but and that's what you bill to customers and it's your money. It's what they're paying for your service or product. But <clears throat> most customers in my industry, all of them want 30 days to pay a bill, which they turn into 45. And then your vendors want to be paid in 30 days. But in this particular case, there was more money going out than coming in, causing a negative cash flow. On paper, we looked great. But it was going out faster than coming in because we had two, three hundred percent growth rate, which is anything above twenty percent. I don't care who tells you what. That's you better be careful. You might start running into cash flow issues unless you got a LLC line of credit or you have a lot of money in the bank because you're going to run out of money. 
So what we did is we took our accounts receivable, which was our invoices, which was good as gold, and sold them to the bank, which they bought them for us. And I think they charge us 20% per invoice or something like that. And so as bad as a credit card. And then they immediately deposited money into our business account. So they bought our receivables and gave us money so we could survive, uh, which, which put us into spending more money than we thought. And we got out of that trick bag. So I only recommend that if there's no other option, because he's like, Oh, Tim, we want you to do our work. We're like, well, you know what? I don't have the money to get there and I don't have the money to get the parts because all my money's on the street and they wouldn't understand that. But that's a, that's a very good problem to have, but it also can destroy you. So be very careful in your growth rate because everybody just thinks, oh my God, look at this. It's like, we got so busy. We're so busy. We're so busy. And it's like, oh shit, we don't have any money in the fucking checking account because it's all on the street and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're praying. There's a check in the mailbox. Sometimes it never comes in time and you're dead. You can't operate without capital. You just can't. So be careful with that. Uh, and that's a good problem to have, but you don't want that problem because it can, it can destroy you. It can end you quicker than you'll know. Um, you also got to check in the type of insurance that you need liability, uh, just all, all the types of insurance that you may need or will need required by law workman's comp, <laughs> all that fun shit. Um, here's the thing. A business owner can't collect workman's comp because the theory behind that is, is that, well, you can't sue yourself. So if you get hurt working for yourself, you're fucked. You cannot collect workman's comp, at least in the state of Illinois, which is bullshit, but that's what it is. Um, but so that means if you're the only employee as an owner, you don't have to pay workman's comp insurance. With um, so you got that. Uh, as far as marketing and and that, I'm not. I'm really not a big. This is very contrarian, at least in my industry. I, in my experience, I mean, all we did is we mailed out these mailers with an introduction letter and a reference sheet, and mailed them to businesses. And I would say there was probably a one percent response. So. Every hundred letters we set out, one responded, which is pretty good. Actually, I think 3% is really good, but I mean, don't expect every single person you send a letter to or how you would do your advertising or marketing that you're going to get a hundred percent response, let alone retention. It's just not going to happen. Um, but word of mouth is your best free advertising. Some people would argue that I beg to differ. It, it can make you, or it can destroy you. It works both ways because eventually when the word gets out, but see, now you got social media and you got all this fucking crap. Um, Google search, you got uh, your own web page, which just started to happen when I opened my business and I didn't really pursue it too much. But in the year 2000, I did have my own e-commerce store, but uh, we weren't making any money out of it. And 
my ex-wife partners like we're not making any money doing this let's stop doing it and i complied <laughs> it's like big mistake um but i did but the whole point of that is is there's there's really a lot of different ways that you can market your business social media um web page um you really can't direct email people to solicitation to they'll just block you um put it in trash put a filter on it and it goes they won't even get it um word of mouth word of mouth friends family people that you know people you've done business with word of mouth sort and if you want to get cute this is what i did to grow my company so when i picked up a new customer I said, if you give me some more work, I'll lock in your labor rate forever or I'll lock in your preventative maintenance rate forever. And I did. If they got me work and they did. Uh, first year in business, I think I did first full year. I did like $150,000. Um, the best year was. 2007 at 1.8 million dollars and then from there it went down this ain't about me this is motivation i we because i couldn't have done it without my wife there's you know she's a fucking bitch she's crazy she's just fucking betraying traitor but i could have not done this without her and that's just the facts. We turned $13,000 over 20 years. She was out the last couple of years. Turned $13,000 into over $30 million. At one point, I give two flying fucks because she married a real estate attorney and I'm sure she's got money coming out of her ass. I don't. Regardless, <laughs> we at we got taxed because of an S Corp. Joint income, our best year was three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The most I've ever made working for somebody until recently now was $72,000. I only say that because I did a podcast on motivating and, and motivation and motive money is the biggest motivator, but I'm going to caution you. It can also be your demise. And it might necessarily not be you if you keep grounded on a daily basis and you're not doing it for the money. If you're doing it because it's your passion and you love to get paid for to do something that you can't even possibly comprehend to get paid for, or you just keep moving on with your career and you decide to go off on your own because you know you can do it better and you can improve the industry as a whole 
and provide great jobs for people and their family and take care of them. I don't think there's an amount of money that's limited. But if you're going to do it for the money, then you're going to fail because of the money. My failure beyond a shadow of a doubt was from betrayal. You don't have a company for 20 years and then all of a sudden it just goes to shit. Just like a marriage. And I don't think somebody wait, maybe there is. Yeah. Oh, honey, I don't want to be married anymore. It's like, there's really probably some underlying shit there. Um, especially if it just comes out of nowhere. Uh, or you just kind of like, you know, things ain't something's wrong, but you don't know what that something is. But I can't, I can't stress, don't do it for greedy monetary reasons because money is a reward for doing the right thing. It should be secondary. And my phone's ringing, of course. <coughs> it should be secondary to living your dreams and working for yourself and giving people opportunity and making making a a niche in a market that you know very well. And you're probably getting underpaid for it now because you're an employee. But uh the phone might be a cue here, but there is a happy ending and there will be setbacks and there will be challenges. And you will not be the most popular person in the room. Again, when mom or dad makes decisions that the kids don't understand and don't like, i.e. you're the boss and your employees just don't get it because you're privileged to things they're not. And then the protection thereof, you're making an unpopular decision and you're not going to be liked. If you think running a business is a popularity contest and you're going to be liked every second of the day, you're nuts. This is not for you. People will quit over decisions that you made again, that they don't understand. Um, you see things coming from a God's eye view that they don't because they're on the ground and you're, you're above everything. You're at the tip of the spear. And you see, you see the cliff coming, but they don't, they just see the ground running full speed. And you will make decisions that are wrong. I would say, I would say 98% of the time you're going to be right. But the 2% that you're wrong could be very damaging. You can correct them, but you have to admit you were wrong. I fucked up. We shouldn't have done that. We got to do this. Or let's fix it in the way that it was, because at least it worked. If you're just a narcissist and you cannot be wrong, you're, you're really going to be unpopular and no one's going to work for you long-term. My average long-term employment by employees was about eight years, which is pretty damn good for my industry. I think it's pretty good for any industry. 
but um, there's all kinds of things. Employee retention is imperative. You don't get rid of people because now they're finally making more money and you can replace them at half, half of a labor wage. That's not, that's a bean counter. That's corporate mentality. That's a spreadsheet. Oh, you got this guy coming out of college. You can pay them $10 an hour because Tim's making 50 or well, 40. <laughs> okay, good luck. That's a path for destruction. They're called human resources for a reason. They are your human resources, not your human expenses. I could start a company tomorrow. I can charge $160 an hour. And the top pay that I've seen so far is 40. So do the fucking math. 40 times four is 160. That's four times back in a return on your initial investment of a labor rate. Which I think is sickening. My highest rate was a hundred bucks an hour and my top guys made uh 46 bucks an hour. So that's, a little over two to one, not four to one. When again, when you start making it about the money, then it's going to be about the money. Share your success. Reward the people that helped you get there. Because if you do that, then they'll become successful. But some 46 bucks an hour wasn't enough. They want it all. They want what you're making. And they may try or they may succeed in taking it from you. That's what happened to me. Um, so it's up to you. But I, I, after all this shit and everything that's happened to me, and now I'm hearing from people, well, I want to start my own company, but I don't know how to do it. Well, now you do. I mean, there's, there's a lot more, but geez, man, I, I just can't, I just can't keep going on to this. I gave you the essentials and I hate that word, but I, I gave you the, the essentials of what you need to do after that. It's entirely up to you. I don't think, well, I know at least in my industry, I don't have a degree. You know, you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be the smartest person on the planet. You do have to have some street smarts though. You need to know when you're getting smoke blown up your ass and when you're not. And people try to get out of paying bills for no good legitimate reason whatsoever. And then when you throw them into collections because they refuse to pay the bill, you're the biggest asshole on the planet. So get ready for that. Uh, you might have employees that are trying to destroy your company and you don't even know it. Um, it's a lot of mindfuckery. I mean, I, I will confidently say almost for a good 15 years, it was great. And here's one key that you need to know. You have to get to the point where your business runs on autopilot, where you don't even need to be involved. Like a well-oiled machine. All you did was wind the spring on the, on the watch and let it go and everything tick, tock, tick tack all the gears are in motion the only thing that that watch needs is to wind it up again and that's your job but when you can get to that point and you hire people that you can trust competent delegate things 
and be there, but not be involved with operations, that's your ultimate goal. That's priceless. That is a printing money printing machine that you have no idea. You're going to have money coming out of your ass. And I obtained it for a short period of time until I was accused of not working, which <laughs> my definition is not working is sitting at home in my underwear playing fucking Xbox. Okay. If I'm at the office, I'm working. But I wasn't out in a truck billing, according to my partner, so I wasn't working, uh, whatever. You're, God forbid you come to become divided with the people that you're in business with because it's a hell on earth that you're never, ever going to experience again. I can't, I just cannot, I cannot stress that at all. You got to be careful who you choose to go in business with. I don't give a flying fuck who they are. <sighs> but in the end, whether you make a million, gajillion, bazillion dollars, you got a vacation property in Hawaii, Florida, fucking Vegas like I did, uh, nice big ass home, kids went to college or not college or whatever, you got three cars, I mean, you got all the stuff you you could possibly would ever want. I that I hope that happens for you, but it's much harder to keep it than to get it. Remember that. But um, I had a twenty year run. I have absolutely, as far as making the decision to go into business, I have zero percent of. Every ounce of my body and atom of my being, I have no regrets doing it. And I would do it again. I couldn't imagine living with the regret of not doing it. Because this is how you have to look at it. If, if, if you don't make it, you will have so much knowledge and experience that you never had before and you would never obtain if you did not do it. And maybe down the road, cause timing's everything. I can't, I didn't even touch that. Timing's everything for this, for the right time to do this. And you might've picked the wrong time. I tried to emphasize that in the beginning. Um, there's no perfect time and there's no set time. It's just the vibe and the energy time. And maybe you misidentified that because that's what you wanted and you can't do that. You have to listen to the universe and the vibes and what's being told to you externally. And then you either have to accept it, acknowledge it, or deny it. It's as simple as that. But maybe you misunderstood it and you didn't make it, but you have all that experience and knowledge now. And you know what? The, the right time might be coming up in your future. But this time... You'll know what's going on and you'll be prepared because you learn by your mistakes because you didn't get 100% on the fucking exam at school and you're not a piece of shit. That's all I can tell you. So I, I hope that made sense. I hope chronologically it made sense. Um, I hope my experience and my successes and my failures helped you 
or made you think twice about doing it or not doing it. It either motivated you to do it or it, it suppressed that for whatever reasons there are. Uh, but make, but make no mistake. I mean, there, there's just really nothing better to experience besides being married and having a wonderful marriage, uh, sharing that with another person, uh, compared to running a, a successful business. It's just, it's amazing. It's, I am so glad I did it. I learned so much, uh, but I will caution you on this. So if you are a business owner for an extended period of time and you become an employee, and listen to this, and then I'm going to end the show. It's so hard because you're, you're seeing these people make the mistakes that you did. And they don't even see them. And because of your failure and your success, but because of your failure, mostly you see what's coming, but they don't because they can't. And it's analogous to this. Listen to this, because I opened my mouth way too many times to business owners as an employee. Nobody wants to hear it. And it's analogous to this for me to understand it. And it's like this. Okay, so I raised two kids. Don't ask why my family's all fucked up, because <laughs> it's a whole nother podcast. And that happened after the age of 18 by outside influences. Okay. My job, your job as a parent is to raise your kids, give them a better life than you had, be a good dad, be a good mom until they reach 18. Now, am I saying you're done being a parent? Absolutely not. But their decisions after the age of 18 is on them because there ain't a fucking thing. You can't ground them. You can't, oh, you're not going outside or I'm taking the car. I'll be like, fuck you. I'm 18. You can't do shit to me. And you can't. And that's where everything went to hell. But here, here's my analogy. So I raised two kids. I did a pretty good, damn, damn good job. And so did my wife. So our kids were 18. So now you see another couple who are friends or whatever. And they're having problems with their kids and they're sharing it with you. The worst thing you can say to them especially if they didn't ask is go, Oh, well, my kid went through that and this is how I did it. And I fixed it. They don't want to hear it. They're like, fuck you. This is my kid. You ain't telling me how to raise my fucking kid. I E you're not telling me how to run my company. I'm telling you, all you're going to do is piss them off and put them on the defensive. So shut up. If you're asked, it's a different story. Shut up. Because the only way they're going to learn is why what you went through, which was failure. Is that what you want for them? Of course not, because you're trying to tell them, hey, there's a truck coming. You're going to get hit. I can see it. You can't because you got your back to it, but they don't want to hear it. And you want to move them out of the way from the truck coming because that's the right thing to do, but it doesn't work. Am I saying let somebody get hit by a truck? Of course not. But an agless two things coming and they don't see them coming and you're not going to do anything but disorient or disconnect yourself or push yourself away from who you're working for. And that's so hard to do. So I just watch it and I keep my mouth shut. 
and I watch and I watch and I watch. <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? You know, it's so hard to learn. It's so hard because it's painful. But that's people. And quite honestly, if it was me and unemployed tried telling me what to do, I'd probably be the same way. So I can't fault anybody for human behavior because that's who we are. So um, the only way you learn is by failing. And um, that's such a, an expensive, costly way to, to learn. But for some reason, it was supposed to happen. So I have two sides of a coin of a situation, and people mostly have one. And that's priceless, although it costs me everything. And I don't want it to cost you everything, but it just may try to keep in a little bit of an open mind. <clears throat> if professional people are giving you advice, I would definitely keep an open mind and do some homework on it because not everybody's right. But, but most importantly, listen to your gut. When I made my mistakes and I made them, I knew I was making them. It was like a defining moment. And I did it anyway. And I, and I knew it was wrong. And I did it anyway. You got to use your gut. You just got to use, even if it doesn't any, any logical sense or any scientific sense, if something don't feel right, don't fucking do it. I don't care what it is. From hiring a person to making a decision to bringing on a customer to to anything, if it feels wrong, don't fucking do it. I can't stress that either. So that's that. So I don't know how long I've been on here. I'm done. What time is it? Five o'clock? No, four thirty. But it's pitch black out. What the fuck? Of course, wearing sunglasses don't help. It's getting dark though. I don't like this being dark shit at fucking five o'clock. I'm looking for bed in two hours. But um, so I, I hope that helped. I could have made this a segment thing, part one, part two, part three. But quite honestly, it's um, it's never ending because you're always learning. And I got 20 years plus another 20 that I could share in being an employee. And then 20 is an, a business owner. No, yes. Is that right? Um, one book, one book imperative that you read it is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Read that book. That's all I can tell you. And then the rest will just come to you. You'll, you'll figure it out. But that book, that book will, if you read that book and go, I don't get it, then you're not ready. If you read that book and you go, holy fuck, this is like so insightful. And I never looked at it that way. Then you're ready. That's all I can tell you. So, and I've told people that, and the people that have read it and apparently understood it started their own business. So, um, that's it. That's it. But be prepared for. <laughs> be prepared for the unpreparable. How does that sound? Didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, because it's coming. It's coming. You're going to be like, what the fuck? 
didn't see that one coming. Nope. And you got to figure it out. (laughs) So uh, that's a true leader, making the right decision and figuring it out. Because again, it's your ass if you make the wrong decision. Total accountability. Total accountability. So, um, And you'll have to come up with answers and define when something's a symptom, not a problem. Basic management 101. And um, come up with the right answer, man. I'm telling you. It's, it's like sailing a ship. Not that I have. Sailing a ship in the fog. And... If you don't make the right decision, you're going over a waterfall. I mean, I just really can't tell you. And you can't see shit. And there's no nav system. There's no autopilot. There's no nothing. You got to make the right choice. So good luck. <laughs> good luck on that one. Uh, but it's fascinating. It's empowering. And um, if you can make the world a better place and make people's lives easier, then you're doing it for the right reasons. And you'll make more money than you could possibly imagine. So, but if you're not, you can lose more than you ever thought you could too. So, uh, which is everything. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to tell you, but like I said, I'd do it again in a fucking heartbeat. So, uh, there you go. So I'm going to pop in chat rooms and see if anybody's got anything to say. What's up guys. El Gato. Isn't it a cat? Yeah, it's a cat. I like that. Uh, not too many comments people saying hi in america it's smart to start your own business bricks and mortar or online i don't know that's like buy a pet you buy a cat or a dog i don't fucking know hey i don't know that i and anybody that tells you they do i'd run that's your decision i couldn't tell you uh t-s-l-f-l-a likes the show t-s-l-f-l-a what does that mean uh i'm out of here oh elgato disliked the show (laughs) okay well i guess you're not starting your own business um sorry pal that's the way it is i probably just saved you a lot of pain and misery and a lot of money um hello who's in here hey alex paula Hey guys, I don't pay attention to the chat room until it's too late. So, uh, what's up? So I'm broadcasting on Facebook and I'm going to hit Spreaker and then I'm going to go. But if you're thinking about or knowing anybody that, um, oh, I didn't even say hello in the Spreaker chat room. That's crazy. Um, and this show is best listened to on Spreaker. So I can't play music anymore because they, have an algorithm because they think everybody is violating a copyright copyright when I have the permission and I'm not going to, I've, I've asked the bands to straighten it out and they kind of say it's out of our hands and it's like, okay, then I can't play your shit. But I, but I know that I have helped and that's my only intention is to help these bands get more fans. And I know I've done that. Um, Spreaker's the only one that doesn't, alter the music so if you want to hear music then you should listen to this on speaker uh because otherwise you're not going to hear music because i'm just getting sick and tired of, of fucking fighting it i'm not doing it anymore uh can't win like i said you need to know when to walk away and i'm walking away from that i'm not fighting these assholes and unfortunately the bands are going to suffer 
um, which is sad because it's like going to play a concert and, oh, yeah, you can play here, but you can't turn your equipment on. It's like, what the fuck does that, what is that going to do? It's so stupid. It's the fucking stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. Well, you can go to the movies, but you got to cover your eyes. What? Okay. You guys must know something I don't. So I, I'm going to go. So uh, that's the first dislike I've ever seen. To each his own. Don't blame me. I mean, I probably, if I didn't know what I was talking about, I'd probably say the same thing too. So what the fuck is this asshole talking about? All right. Time to go. Time's going to run out here on... Uh, Podbean, so I hope you enjoyed the show. Do your homework. Um, verify anything and everything I said. Of course, things have, may have changed. They may have stayed the same. But basically, that's pretty much how you open your doors to your own business. Um, there could be some more requirements legally-wise. That's why you need to consult an attorney and make sure you do things right because it's really less expensive to do it proactively than reactively. And God forbid, do everything legally because you're going to pay. So, uh, but good luck to you. So, I hope I motiv motivated some. I pissed off some. So, entirely up to you. It, it don't matter to me. <laughs> it really don't. Uh, I could care less what you do. But uh, it would be a disservice if I would not share my experience to something um, that's just short of getting married. Uh, it's a big life altering decision. And once you commit, it's a motherfucker to get out of. That's where I'm coming from. So I am done and I will talk to you later. You have been listening to the original red pill show.